from the gospel. It comes from the gospel according to St. Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. Now, let me put this in context. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is meant to be a singular section in your Bible. When the Bible was written, or when the Bible was first, first put together, it wasn't put together in chapters. When Jesus spoke the Sermon on the Mount, he didn't say, okay, end of chapter 5, begin chapter 6. So, this is a part of what's known as the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaching about life. How do you live life at its best? So, we're going to read today from Matthew 7, verses 1 through 3. My friends, this is the Word of God. It is the inerrant, infallible, unchangeable Word of the living God. When life is lived at its best, it's lived according to this Word. And when life goes off the rails, it tends to be very often because we've left this Word. So today, I invite you now to stand as we share together this holy word of our living God. <clears throat> Do not judge so that you may not be judged, for the judgment you give will be the judgment you get, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye? This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. So if I had to summarize the message this morning... In one sentence, now you can't leave after this sentence, okay? So, all right. But if I had to summarize the message this morning in one sentence, it would be this. You cannot be at peace when you are critical and judgmental of other people. You cannot be at peace when you are critical and judgmental of other people. In other words... If you want to be a person of peace, you know, during the season we're talking about what it is that God wants to develop in us. This is about us looking inward. But if you want to be a person of peace and tranquility, if you want to be a person of spiritual depth, you cannot have those things if you are constantly critical. You cannot have those things if your spirit is a judgmental one. So this morning, I want us to look at the spiritual disease of judging others. The spiritual disease of whether we're judging individuals or whether we're judging individual group or groups. It's important for us to purge ourselves of things that stand between where we are and where God is. And this, my friends can be a biggie. So let's look together at this. I want to say right from the very beginning, the people who are the most judgmental and critical are people who deny that they are that way. So a person who tends to be judgmental and critical almost always says, no, I'm not. I'm not that way. Nah, that's ah, just having a bad day. 
The people who tend to be the most critical of other people and the most judgmental of others almost always deny that they're that type person. They'll say again, like, I'm not being critical, I'm just telling the truth. I'm not being critical, uh, I just want you to, I'm just trying to lay it out there. Or one of my personal favorites is, you know I love you, but... And they'll continue on. Having said that, people who do love you will tell you the truth. I told you this last week. I said, you need to surround yourself with people who will tell you the unvarnished truth about you. People that love you too much to let you be blind. So, and people who care about you will call you on the carpet. But if their default tendency, and I want you to hear those two words, if their default tendency is toward criticism, you may rest assured that that will be how you are treated. Now, in order to talk about a subject like this this morning, I think it's important that we distinguish between discernment and judging. Because discernment, as Jesus talked about it in the Bible, as Jesus speaks of it, discernment is a good thing. And judgment, as Jesus talks about it in the Gospel of Matthew, the one that we just read, and in other places throughout the Bible, judgment is not a good thing. Discernment means that you have the spiritual wisdom and insight that you know the difference between what is right and what is wrong, And you have the ability to see through an event and see through what the motive of a person might be. Discernment is the ability to sense a person's intentions when they're poor and when they're not. That's discernment. It's often coupled with the word wisdom. So I want you to hear those two things. The word discernment and the word wisdom are often coupled together. Judging, on the other hand, is couched in a critical, harsh, negative spirit. Judging sees through the lens of what's wrong with the other person. Judging focuses on what's deficient in somebody else. Judging positions one person to be right, and they know they're right, and the other person to not be enough or not be adequate, or not be sufficient. Judging vaults one person over another. It puts one in a superior position to another. So I really wanted to distinguish between those two concepts. I wonder, has anyone in this room ever felt judged by anybody else? You know it when it's happening, don't you? You can feel it. That may have to do with any number of things. Your position on something, your age, your financial status, your parenting skills. It may have to do with the fact that you have done something wrong. It may have to do with the fact that you have done something and it's really, really hurt you and other people and they are constantly beating on you because of it and they won't ever let you get past it. If this happened five years ago and they're still beating on it. You ever felt judged by anybody? 
Because, listen carefully, judgmental people want justice and punishment for everyone else, but they want mercy for themselves. That's a good line for you to lodge in your, in your noggin today. Judgmental people want justice and punishment for everyone else, but they want mercy for themselves. Here's the problem. Judgmentalism is emotionally crippling. And it will leave you, if that's who you are, it will leave you a lonely person. You know why? Because nobody wants to be around someone who's constantly judging other people. Nobody wants to be around that kind of person. Other people will know what kind of person you are, and no one will want to be around you if you tend to be a judgmental and critical person. So I want to talk about it for just a few minutes this morning, and I want to offer up some insights about this whole business of being judgmental and being critical. Because again, I want to remind you, we're in the season of Lent. And the season of Lent tells us, focus on you. Pay attention to what's going on in you. This is not one of those times when you need to go home and say, boy, I call somebody and say, you needed to hear the sermon today. It would have been just for you. No. This is about you personally. Here's the first insight I want to offer up this morning. You ready? Judging is God's business. How about that? Judging is God's business. Notice, notice what the passage said this morning. It talks about you want to do this and, and, and someone else has got that. There's a passage in the book of Romans that says, do not insist on getting even. That's not your job. I'll do the judging, says the Lord. But I've observed that occasionally, one of the reasons we want to judge is because God isn't taking care of it quite quickly enough. One of the reasons we often get into a judgmental position or get into a critical position is because we believe God's not moving fast enough and we want it taken care of right now. And so we try to hasten along with criticism. But how many of you today know that God's way and God's time is always right? It is. It is. His justice is complete. So we can get out of, the, of God's business. We can, we can let God be God and we can be who we are because so very often when we take a judgmental frame of mind, we tend to render a verdict without having all the evidence. We tend to make judgments quickly and harshly. So I'll ask the question again. Have you ever felt judged by someone else and they didn't know all the truth? They didn't, they didn't know all the truth, but boy, they sure were quick to render a verdict. You ever been there? What will happen is that, that if that person is you, you'll end up with regrets because almost always, especially if we say something judgmental or critical to someone, almost always we will say something we will regret later. 
I'm sure you've never done that. I'm sure you've never had occasions where you say something and man, you wish you hadn't said that. Something you thought was the truth, but later proves not to be the truth. If you want to live a life without regrets, if you want to live a life of peace, let God do the judging. Let God be the one who judges. Have you ever had anybody say to you, you just need to turn that over to the Lord? You just need to turn it over to the Lord. Because it's eating you up. And you're not at your best self when you're harsh and and judgmental and critical. If you want spiritual peace, you've got to let God be God. Now understand this, okay? We're not talking about failing to be concerned. That's not what I'm talking about. We're not talking about being, uh, not being concerned about important issues. We aren't talking about indifference. I'm not talking about being uncaring. Nothing like that. It's simply that if you want to be at your best self, you need to turn the judging over to God and you will harm yourself with a judgmental spirit, it becomes like a poison inside you and eventually it will destroy you. But here's the good news. The good news is we can turn it over to God and we can let God be God and we can let go of it. The Bible says strange things like Justice is mine, says the Lord. Don't you worry about the repaying business. It's been my observation again that little, if any, positive change. So hear this, please. It's been my observation that little or any positive change comes as a result of being critical. If all you ever do is criticize and remind someone they're not enough or that they can't ever get anything right, don't expect lasting good to come from that. Lasting, lasting resentment? Yeah, you'll get resentment. But lasting good? No. Get out of the business of, of, uh, of judging and let God be God. So the next time a person says to you, honey, you just need to release that. You've got to release that. They're not just saying something that's biblically accurate. They're saying something that will help you spiritually and help you have tranquility. Here's the second thing the Scripture says about judging. When we judge, we create for ourselves a world of negativity and criticism. When we judge... When we project judgment and when we project criticism on people, we create a world around ourselves. We create a world of negativity and criticism. You see, you will always attract to yourself what you are like. You will always attract to yourself what you are like. Here's how Jesus described it in the Sermon on the Mount that we read a moment ago. Don't don't pick on people. This is the message version of it. Don't pick on people. Don't criticize their faults unless, of course, you want the same treatment. The way the Bible passage today says it is forgive others. 
Forgive others as God has forgiven you. With the judgment you use, God will use on you. A judgmental and critical spirit always makes for unhappiness. When I think of the happiest people I know, they aren't people who have the best circumstances. I know sometimes people have the best circumstances are miserable. When I think of the happiest people I know, it's not that they have everything. The unhappiest people I know are not the people with the worst circumstances. They aren't people with cancer. They aren't people who are poor. It's not ever about your circumstances. It's always about your internal spirit. God, judging is God's business. And I want you to hear that. And when you are critical and negative, you create for yourself a world of darkness and criticism. If you get nothing else out of today's message, get this. Hurting people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. Very often, when a person is critical and negative and harsh, I want you to know that's coming from somewhere in here. Hurting people hurt, hurt people. Here's the, here's the last insight on the matter. When you're critical and judgmental, you tend, you're prone to minimize your own faults and magnify the faults of others. In chapter 7, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus uses language like it's easy to see the smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to how you look. It's easy to go and try to get the log out of someone else's eye or, or the speck out of someone else's eye, but you have a log in your own eye. And it happens on all kinds of levels of relationships. Boss, employee, parent, child, husband, wife, in a healthy relationship, both husband and wife choose to concentrate on the strengths of the other person. Now, I'm going to say that again because this is important. In the most significant relationships of your life, whatever they are, if you want them to be healthy, you make the choice to focus on the best things about the other person. So what can we do? We think that somehow if we get more critical, maybe we'll, they'll hear us. Maybe I hadn't been harsh enough with you. Maybe I haven't told you the way it really needs to be. We think that if we get more, more critical and more direct, we think that if we ride them harder, then that's going to bring positive change. It doesn't. Breakthrough and change in a person's life almost never comes because of criticism. Breakthrough and change in a person's life almost never comes by you pointing the finger at them and telling them, straighten up and get right. No, breakthrough and, 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 and change comes with confession and forgiveness and, and compassion. 
It, it, it happens when we confess our own wrongdoing. When we stop looking for what's wrong with the other person and make the decision to focus on what's up with us. Now, my friends, I'm almost done, but just please hear this. You're going to have people in your life who are going to push your buttons. They're going to push your buttons. And you know them, don't you? You know some of them. There are going to be people in your life always who jerk your chain. All I'm saying to you is this. You can't change them. But if you want spiritual peace and tranquility, you better not get into the critical get-back-at-them mentality because that, that will hurt you. So today, I want you to think about the people around you, not call them and not tell them anything. Just think about them. And, and I want you to think about yourself. The people around you who cause you, drive you nuts. The people around you who drive you crazy. You can't change them. You're not going to be able to get harsh enough with them, uh, be angry enough. You're never going to be able to change them. What Jesus was talking about was working on you. I've got two or three more moments. No, two or three. Fifteen seconds. If you want to build your life on a solid rock, make the decision that you're going to seek to be a spiritually peaceful person. And that means, that means that when people are, are, are getting to you, you need to find somewhere, some place, a prayer room, a, a quiet place, and just pour it out to God. Just pour it out to Him. Because as long as it stays inside, guess what? It's a poison. And it will really, really hurt you. So remember today to look at yourself. Remember today to ask yourself, Lord, what is there in me that needs to change? And I think if you'll do that, you'll find that God will begin to work in you. And that's really the only thing you can change. Let's bow our heads and pray for a moment. Gracious God, we thank you for um, helping us look at this subject today. We, we thank you, dear God, for reminding us that, that um, you are the judge and Lord, we thank you that, that you remind us that you will handle the getting even thing. And so today, help us lay it down. Help us lay it down at the altar of God and help us surrender it. Because life is too short for us to walk around with poison inside us. We want to be joyful, dear God. We don't want to just exist. Help us, help us, help us, Holy Spirit, as we seek to do that in our lives daily. In the name of Jesus, we pray. 
and all of his people said, Amen.